God's wealth is kind of strange and it's antithetical to the world's wealth. It's the kind of wealth that one minute is saying something like, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. But then in the next minute implies that the earth and the universe are his. It's the kind of wealth that believes it's wealthy before there is any earthly evidence that it is so, that trusts in unseen gifts. And nature really kind of works this way. There is a constant ebb and flow within nature, a trusting to providence, and a complete ownership it's as if every creature of nature owns everything and takes exactly what it needs and wants according to its nature. And that seems to be the kind of wealth that God desires to give us. He wants us in essence with him to have no holes <clears throat> like the foxes, no nests like the birds to have, in essence, nothing. And at the same time, and somehow in a strange way, by so doing, by so changing our mindset, to have everything. The other strange facet of this type of wealth is that it almost seems to be a wealth of the community, not to be confused with forced equality. It's not like that at all. But those who have found this wealth tend to love each other and to gravitate towards one another and to love each other through their own means, not by any sort of rule or outward law, but out of love. So that one member of the community may have nothing at least for some period of time, or have very little. They may come begging. And then the fortunes change, the winds blow, fate shifts, and that same individual finds themselves, himself, herself, loosening up as means flows into their coffers. And they may find themselves wondering, I wonder who this is for. That's not a question asked in the world, I don't think. In the world, if it comes to me, it's for me, right? But in this strange world of God's wealth, when you found it, when something comes to me, it's always an abundance, since I already have what I need, since I'm already rich and wealthy in this way that I'm describing. And so the life of the wealthy, of you could say wealthy after the divine model, are in a constant state of channeling the gifts of God.
sometimes toward their own intents and desires. Well, I, I should correct that, always within their own intents and desires, because I wonder if that's where the wealth lies, is that you end up discovering that your intents and desires shift from a desire for yourself to the desire for others whom you love, so that within the community of people who think like this, there is a wealth, but it is a wealth that exists within the whole. It's not a wealth which creates both wealth and poverty. And it's almost as if all are made rich, right? And it, I should clarify one last thing. It's not something that you really can think about and bring it about. In fact, it creates problems when you try to fabricate this type of thing, perhaps inevitably because people try to bring it by some sort of force or set of rules or bylaws, and it like so doesn't function that way. It springs out of love. It's really just as simple as the giving of good gifts out of the love of the heart. It's not a system that you can pin down. And it never does really look a certain way. It doesn't mean that one person won't appear to have more than another at times. I think that it's a thing of the heart. It is a thing of the unseen kingdom, and it can't be had by force, and it can't be mimicked. But it does naturally spring out of the hearts of those who have turned their whole lives toward God.